Okay, so we're back. Let's go. First one up it is uh, Ebony K. And we're going to see how things turned out with this discussion about the bus driver. Fair use, fair use. I feel that, and I do feel that uh, I might have heard on a date or two, Ayanla, that we are not in a courtroom, Ebony. Um, you can put the gavel down. Um, and I do <laughs> I do feel it can spill over um, into the way I show up in my womanhood, which is really the center of this conversation today, uh, Ayanla. We want to discuss masculine energy, feminine energy. Uh, I do want to start with kind of a news framing, which is that women's rights across the country, especially black women's rights, they're under attack. Uh, lots of laws are banning abortions. They are regulating what we can and cannot do with our bodies. Um, a lot of these women want to talk about, you know, protect black women. You know, what about the issues of Planned Parenthood with botching abortions and women dying? These, these abortion doctors are botching abortions not doing it properly and women are dying on the operating table. What about these abortion doctors molesting underage girls who want an abortion? What about that? What what are you doing about that? You know, Ebony K, what are you doing about that? See, they want to talk about, you know, women's rights, but it's really about how to kill a baby that's inconvenient for them. All right. And um, they refuse to understand that you're helping white supremacy when you kill these black babies. Um, what do you think happens for black women uh, when this type of siege is at play and we don't feel we have anyone to protect us? Right. Well, the first thing I think we do is we go into anger. Um, we go into anger without a clear ask. Doesn't make sense to be angry unless you've got to ask, <laughs> you know, what is it that you're asking for? People can say anything in the world, but that doesn't mean that they get a right to do it. It doesn't mean that they get a right to affect you. But because so many of us are programmed and conditioned and educated to think like men, we respond like men. And when I mean men, I don't mean two-legged beasts. I mean, <laughs> I mean in the masculine energy and it becomes competitive, it becomes aggressive, it becomes againstness. And that's not who we are as, as women, it just isn't. Um, and I think for black women, particularly for us, the way that we've been programmed and conditioned and educated in the society to expect less, to accept less, mm. to be angry and to complain, but to not really step into our authentic self, our authentic power as women and create what we want, even if that's create the demand. Oh, no, not here, not today. <laughs> okay, I, I hear you articulating, Ayanla, this masculine uh, energy traits, um, the competitiveness, uh, the assertiveness. Tell me what, how you would frame feminine aggressiveness. Aggressive. Okay. Uh, grace. Aggressive. Yeah, aggressive, not assertive. It's okay for a woman to be assertive. Uh, grace, mm. first of all. I think we've lost our grace. We, we move in such a harsh and hard way. Grace, compassion, um, nurturing, nourishing, um, elegance. How about majesty? How about divinity? How about holiness? This is not a language you hear coming out of most Women are not divine, neither are men. What are you talking about? A lot of these women are screwed up that are, they're more educated fools, all right? And these are who, you know, black people try to take seriously or into social media. All right, let's keep going women's mouths but they'll talk about being a boss being a diva being you know in charge and some of us are either not seated in our throne as queens or we're in the throne and the crown is crooked meaning we're in the throne and we don't 
really know how to hold that place without the masculine aggressiveness and demanding and attachment. And it's, it's killing us. It really is. In a recent interview with our dear friends over at The Breakfast Club, uh, they went very viral <laughs> for very good reason. Uh, you said that women are being trained to be men in skirts. Um, yeah. I, I will acknowledge, I will I will say I was triggered. I was a hit dog and I hollered to, to the entire production team to, to get you here today because I, I actually think you're right. I think you're right, Ayanla. I do think um, that I'll just speak for myself vulnerably. Uh, when I think of a masculine um, posture and what I would expect a man to do in my life, uh, two things come top of mind and they are provide and they are protect. And when my lived experience, um, and I, I think I'm still relatively young, I guess, but I'm 40 in, in, in September. So, you know, I've, I've, I've had some, some relationships. And I've yet to find a man who has shown up, and this includes even my father who was absent. I've yet to have a male energy that provided or protected me consistently ever. Mm -hmm. So I think that mm -hmm. I... I have taken on the reins to protect and provide for myself because what I'm not going to do, Ayanla, is be without. Baby, it's not happening. Be without what? So that be would without be without protection, be without protection, and be okay. without the necessities of life. Okay. So, so, okay. but, but, but I say that with an invitation, Ayanla, check me. Show me the era of my ways. <laughs> Tell me how I might be missing it because I might be. Okay. I, too, am an alpha woman, so I understand what that means. And I tell people all the time, I was a horrible mother. I was a horrible mother. I was a great father. <laughs> and I was a horrible mother mm. because I had never been mothered. So I didn't know how to affirm, mm -hmm. how to nurture, how to nourish, how to um, guide. I knew how to direct, how to demand, how to discipline, and like you said, provide mm -hmm. and protect. Those are masculine energies. And the, the distinction here is men build, women create. So we know how to build. We know how to get to the external and get the work done and drive and push and do it, do it, do it. We don't know how to be still, create it, and allow it to come to us. And I learned that when I lost everything. I learned how to create because I had already built and it all crumbled. The house, the husband, the job, the contracts, the professional career in the world, stripped of it all. All the attachments, the necessities of life, the creature comforts, right. until I was stripped down to the hmm. bare bone. And then I had to learn how not to build. Build is external. Create is internal. And we as women have the power to create and attract anything we desire. But we don't get still. We won't shut up and we manage everything through fear, control and survival mm -hmm. as opposed to feeling, knowing and blooming or flourishing. Complete different thing. But since we've never been trained, we haven't been trained, we haven't been taught. So we do it the way we were taught to do it, which is very masculine in nature. And usually, like I said, you heard what Ebony K said. She grew up without a dad, and that will be that will be a detriment to um, a person, whether it's male or female. Okay, some men are soft who grew up without a dad. Some women, <clears throat> some women, um, when they grow up without a dad, they become masculine, and then unfortunately, they're open to being victims of sexual assault and child abuse, other forms of abuse. It happens. And that is what someone will gravitate to is feminism. And you can hear it in Ebony Kay's voice. And you'll hear some nonsense coming out of Iana Van Sant. Let's keep going. Nature. I buy the same products. Hold on one second. And very external. That's I feel you, 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 that you are describing me to a T, Miss Yala. Now, is this why you are conducting a rites of passage program so that women, um, all of Black women in particular, can learn to create? 
women so that we can learn our authentic power that we can learn the distinction between a powerful woman and a woman in her power there's a the more she talks the more i i'm starting to get that vibe that yana van sant is a witch a lot of this is new age a lot of what she talks about it's it's it borders on witchcraft what i'm hearing okay in her own power and you know it's um it's very um it's very much sounding like she's into witchcraft very much so and you have a lot of women a lot of black women that is uh that are into that stuff okay they're pretty much very much indeed into stuff that is uh you know bringing things into existence how they call it and that could be the problem with their lives that you're using other things that are screwing up not only your mind but your life all right Let's keep going in this. The distinction. But the reason why I say that because you do have a lot of black women that are into that. You have a YouTube video of a woman advising other black women to mix their own blood in their food and give it to their boyfriends. This is not a joke. But there are skills and tools and practices and processes that we have to learn. At every age, the 20s have a process, the 30s have a process, the 40s have a 50, 60. We each have a process. And if you don't learn your 20 process, you're going to be doing it at 50. If you don't complete your 30 process, you're going to be doing it at 60. And that means you'll be running on overdrive instead of seated in your power. Yes. And the secrets are there. They come from our culture. They come from our history. But no one has taught us. So me, as an, a descendant of Africans and Native Americans, I have a very lovely blend and mix. And I just, for a long time, I, I, I didn't do it because women in general, they, they, they don't want to hear. They think their way is right. And I'm crazy when I say sit down, shut up, and listen, and you can create what you want. They don't want to hear that. Well, I want to hear it. So tell me when the sign-up is. Um, I don't want to miss <laughs> Uh, let me know when, when you take it registrations, uh, because I am curious. Um, I, I, yeah, yeah I, I had a very lovely um, single black mother, um, and, and I'm going to get to the statistics on single black motherhood and, and, and family life. Uh, but she was, by, by definition, more of a father figure in terms of providing and protecting. Um, and I and I think that's very common. So according to the U.S. Census, Ayanla, 23% of households in the country are single-parent households, and we know 80% of them are led by women. How does this affect the child, uh, both little girls, little boys, non-binary children? How does, how does that frame their expectations? Yeah, she come up with the non-binary crap. Okay, what man is going to take her seriously? Why would, why would any man want to be with Ebony K? Why? So they could... So she could turn the child into a transformer. This the moment that child says he's like he f doesn't feel like he's in the right body. That's exactly what she's going to try and do. Expectation um, of women when the mother is in. It charge. all depends on. It all depends on what the mother or the woman demonstrates about being a woman. If she's demonstrating that it's hard and it's rough and nobody's helping me and, and, and I got to do this and you got to do it this way, then that's what the children are going to get. If she's angry because she's alone, if she's desperate because if she's not conscious, if she's not careful. I mean, when I look at uh, the damage that I did to my children, not being clear about who I am as a feminine expression of the chief architect and creator of the universe. When I understand that I didn't know that and how to tap into that and the damage I did to my children who I love with all my heart, as soon as I discovered how off I was, I confessed it to them and asked them to watch me as I rebuilt who I was. And I'm still very alpha, but I'm in my throne and my crown is straight. <laughs> Basically, she's God. This is craziness. 
this is absolute craziness. So does the alpha male, alpha woman thing. Uh, alpha means perfect, perfection. Humans are not perfect. They are to strive to be responsible and to move from negative situation, negative, you know, situations that they're they're mentally or physically or financially. Yeah, but alpha is perfection. Humans are not perfect. Strive to be better, but no way alpha. And if you want to go by terms of tradition, then that means Ayana Van Sant should be a traditional housewife. If you want to talk about alpha female, that means she should be married and being a housewife. <laughs> Since an alpha male, if you want to go that way, should be a person that's a provider and has his own business, runs, has various properties, and his wife could stay home and cook and clean and take care of the kids. Okay. I'm looking forward to straightening my crown, uh, Dr. Ayana. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Let's get to the logistics, though. Let's get to the logistics. We know that black women are earning college degrees faster than anybody else. Many of us uh, are doing like, like, like we're doing, Ayana. We're getting those terminal degrees, those JDs, MD. PhDs. We also are the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs, uh, along with Latina women in America. Pew Research said that women are now out earning men, out earning men yes. in 22 yes. of the largest cities in America, including where I live, New York, D.C., L.A., you name it. When we talk, and I know that you've said that you cannot teach a man or tell a man how to be a man. So I will not ask you to indict men in this question. But I do want you to speak, Ayanla, to how women need to, uh, I don't know, position ourselves so that we can be in our divinity, so we can have our crowns right, how we can create and not build, when some of us, quite frankly, feel that the men that are available to us, and I'm talking about across the color spectrum, across the age spectrum, trust me, I've done them all, um, they are not positioned to protect nor provide because of some of the statistics we just talked about. They're not earning the incomes. They're not having the resources, and some of them are not even showing up in the leadership. Would you date a bus driver? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I mean, so she's a big time lawyer. Why can't she travel and go to Africa or um, parts of Africa that are rich and have suitable men, businessmen to date? You don't have to stay in America. And there are plenty of men that make good money. Why can't she date them? Because of her feminist attitude. But let's keep going. And she asked this question. This is Yana Van Zandt asking would she date a bus driver why should she if her net worth is three million i've looked it up her net worth is three million why would she do that you would you date if he bus owns driver? the bus if he owns no. it if he owns the bus See, that's a problem that's a problem that's a problem and here's the nonsense that's going to come out of yana van Sant's mouth here we go because the standards and requisites, and I'm not talking about him laying on his sofa playing video games all day. <laughs> I'm not talking about mm -hmm. that. But the standards and the criteria that we use to measure men is off for who mm -hmm. we are as women and who they are in this society. First off, what is she talking about? Why should she go against her own interests, Yana? Why would she do that? Her net worth is three three million. She would look stupid dating a man that makes less than her, extremely less than her. If her net worth is three million, and talking to guys in the manosphere, well, not the manosphere, on Facebook, a lot of the black men wanted to be like, well, you know, why can't she date a bus driver? You know, we make good money. She's just such and such lawyer. She makes her net worth is three million. She's an accomplished lawyer. What is she doing being with somebody that is a bus driver, okay? Also, the fact if the bus company shuts down, guess what? You're out of a job. She's a lawyer. She could go to one practice to another. What about you? The bus company shuts down. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? 
these a lot of these black men who have a problem with what um Ebony K said, you're telling on yourselves. You want these women to lower their standards to your poverty level. Now, bus drivers aren't poor depending on where they are in, this, in the US, how much they get paid depending on the state. Okay. But compared to her salary and what her net worth is, you are poor. You are. Well, if you got good character, if you got good character, you would understand that. There are certain hills you can't climb. And you just have to bow out gracefully. It's kind of like lifting weights, okay? You work up to a level and you get to that weight that you could bench or deadlift and you're good. But if you want to go and lift a weight that is extremely out of your league and you hurt yourself, that's your fault. That's what it's like for a man to go and date a woman who makes extremely more than him. He'll end up hurting himself. He will end up being in fights with this woman because a lot of marriages will have the biggest fights pertaining to money and have the nastiest divorces pertaining to money. Okay? That is something that, for some reason, these guys don't understand. They cry about it in the black manosphere and in the white manosphere is money. But you want to encourage yourself to take a shot with a woman that makes more than you, extremely out of your league. You think game is going to help you in a serious relationship. A mouthpiece could only get you so far. After a while, reality is going to kick in, and you have to be willing to fit the bill for a woman that her net worth is $3 million and you make chump change compared to her pay grade. But let's listen to more nonsense that Yana Van Sant wants to say bus driver if he was if he loved driving the bus if he was a man of integrity if he was good to his mama if he treated me well i would date a bus driver but we think that it's another human being's responsibility to give us what we need instead of us building together i could build with a bus driver i'd have my little stash over on the side see the nonsense she comes out of my prenup but i could build with a bus driver you see the nonsense coming out of her mouth? You see that? Why would you have to put yourself in a situation that you have to put yourself in a scarcity mindset as a woman? Why would you do that? You see, she's promoting struggle love. This is what Yana Vincent is promoting, struggle love. Why do we have that in the black community? Why do we have that with black social media? I mean, black community that is poor, they have struggle love. But the affluent black community... They don't have that. There are affluent black communities, all black communities with that are rich, and they don't have struggle love. She's putting women in a, she's promoting this foolishness to Ebony K and young black women coming up that they should be with bums or men that make extremely below them. And they should just fall in love with potential. No, you don't do that. You tell your daughters to date a man that's a finish product okay and a lot of men on online were crying and you know uh just getting mad over it because they think game is going to help you know mouth game is gonna be the end all be all it overcomes all you don't have to say like, love conquers all having a good mouthpiece conquers all it will help with the bills no it won't no, it won't. But let's hear what I the reason why <clears throat> I say Ebony King punked black social media to want the consumers. Let's get into that. For making my interview with Dr. of Gratitude. I want to thank the culture for making my interview with Dr. Ayanla Van Zant one of the most popular and actively engaged content offerings the Grio has produced. Dun dun dun. The whole thing just was for clout to revive a dead black news organization dying. So before I tell you my thoughts, Let's replay the clip that had some of y'all deep into your feelings. I do want you to speak, Ayanla, to 
how women need to, uh, I don't know, position ourselves so that we can be in our divinity, so we can have our crowns right, how we can create and not build, when some of us, quite frankly, feel that the men that are available to us, and I'm talking about across the color spectrum, across the age spectrum, trust me, I've done them all, um, they are not positioned to protect nor provide because of some of the statistics we just talked about. They're not earning the incomes. They're not having the resources, and some of them are not even showing up in the leadership. Would you date a bus driver? You. Would you date if a bus If he owns driver? the bus. If he owns no. it. If he owns the bus. See, that's a problem. That's a problem. Now let's address the response to the interview and what some of y'all are calling a backlash. So let me be clear. First, I am a professional disruptor. So backlash is my business. And I will always take it on the chin for the sake of advancing the work, conversation, or movement. So know that I am completely unfazed by the onslaught of nasty comments, wishing me a sad, lonely, bitter existence until my untimely death. Now, that is some weird energy to be wishing onto a black woman, especially one who has dedicated her life to the liberation of black folk. But, you know, whatever, I guess, go off. See, I wanted to talk about how do we close the gap between black women who do show up in a so-called masculine posture, those of us that are providing and building and protecting due to circumstances that we might feel make us feel that if we don't do it for ourselves, we will have to go without the resources and protections we need to feel safe in this world. But Dr. Ayanla went in a different direction. She asked me a personal question. And y'all know I have been extremely transparent about the fact that my life choices and my chosen lifestyle are far outside of the norm. So when I said that I would date the bus owner, a lot of y'all heard something different. Some of you heard the following. Bus drivers are whack. Bus drivers are broke. Oh, and I'm too good for a bus driver. The only Some people are too good for a bus driver. And like I said, a lot of these dudes want to take on, like, remember what I said about lifting weights. You want to take on a massive weight of dating a woman that makes more than you, beats you by miles in getting paid. And you want to take on possibly, you know, in a marriage that will crash and burn, brutal fights about money, all for the sake of pride, all for the sake of she should accept me with my chump change. She makes more than you, and you want to put yourself through that type of embarrassment. And that shows you have a lot of low-level thinking. A lot of these black men are on these blue and on the blue app and social media, you're starting to realize they don't have much of a good high IQ, not much common sense when it comes to the dating when the dating department. Um, not much when it comes to learning from your mistakes when it comes to dating. And maybe certain women are just out of your league. That's it. Nothing wrong with that. Out of your league with finances. Maybe out of your league with like, you may want a woman who's a fitness model. But she doesn't want you because you're not the type of man she wants that she's used to. That's actually, you may not have the abs that she wants. You don't have the build that she wants. And you know this, but you want her to accept you anyway. Oh, you're too good for a dad bod. No, this is life. And this is why the red pill manosphere, white, especially the black manosphere, is a damn joke. And keeps showing its hand every time these types of discussions come up. Whining and crying about a woman saying she would rather date somebody who has ownership, financial ownership, Someone that has something that financial um, recurring income that can be passed on from generation to generation than someone who is merely a worker. That's what she what what is she is saying? This is not rocket science. The thing is, y'all made that part up. See, I said what I said. But then some of y'all started talking about salaries and hourly wages, pensions and benefits. And that's wild because I was never talking about money at all. I was talking about black ownership, but some of y'all made it about money.
I'm talking about ownership, black enterprise, and entrepreneurship. Saddest thing when I was talking about this online, what she's saying, because I heard what she said. People will start to say, this is how you know they have low IQs. This is how you know the ones that were butthurt about what Ebony K had to say. They were saying this to me when I said what she said. I understood what she said. You're not going to get the draws, bro. You're not going to get the cheeks, bro. This is, once again, this is why the manosphere is a joke. It's really is a bunch of selfish, immature incels that cannot comprehend certain things and wonder why they suck at the dating market. Because really, I am talking about black liberation. And if you read my book, you'll understand why. So I'm standing 10 toes down on that position, and I don't really care if you're hurt or offended by it. And since some of y'all are already big mad, let me go ahead and make you incensed. So out of the 50,000 plus comments posted on social, I only saw a handful that even considered the possibility of a bus owner being a more aspirational position and recognizing that I am actually speaking and pouring into the ascension of black men when I said what I said. But see, no, some of y'all were too busy naming and shaming me personally and black women in general as undesirable gold diggers and much worse. Unfortunately, the men that were shaming Ebony K. Williams don't have any gold to dig for in the first place. Hate to say it, but it's true. Moving on. Now, we have this about, you know, some of you horror movie fans. Um, you, uh, you like, uh, you know, Child's Play. Well, the actor, I've never seen the actor for Child's Play. This was pretty wild for me. Here we go, talking about him. We've done stories on the CC unit, the creep catching unit. This group exposes people from all walks of life. In this case, the confrontation you're about to watch involves a Hollywood actor. Yes, I'm admitting I know it was wrong and it was illegal. I'm admitting that. And I'm sorry. A shocking and disturbing admission by actor Ed Gale when a child activist group known as the Creep Catching Unit confronts him in his own apartment. Did you try to solicit child pornography from him? I tried to get him a naked picture from him, yes. You may not recognize his face, but the character Gale played in the 1988 cult classic is unforgettable. <laughs> I grew up watching like Child's Play back in the day when I was younger, and it's like one of the horror movie icons. The founder of the Creep Catching Unit, who goes by the name Ghost, says Gail thought he was communicating online with a 14-year-old boy, 14. but it turned out to be a decoy from the CC unit. From the decoy, he wanted sex, and he wanted um, to be a daddy. Ghost alleges Gale was expecting a minor when the CC unit showed up with cameras instead and printed logs of their multiple chat conversations. Did you talk sexually to a minor online, yes or no? Yes. That's a felony. Yes. Every conversation you guys talk about, you turn it into something sexual, don't you? I can see why he went that way since he has the body of a child. Still wrong and he needs mental help. That's it. He needs mental help and he needs to go to prison. That's what he needs to do. I mean, he's still a grown man. Even though he has he has the height of a child, he needs to go to jail and he needs to pay for what he did. That's it. Yes, sir. I did, yes. Why would you turn everything sexual, Ed? Because this is the whole hookup in the making. How many other victims do you have, Ed? I'm going to say 10. I couldn't be talking to them. I really couldn't have a scumbag like that. Nah. Sorry, man. Nah. 10 kids, you talk sexually online. 
I guess, yeah. The CC unit turned over all the chat logs and evidence it had collected to the LAPD. Two officers showed up during the CC unit sting operation. Ghost says the officers confiscated two of Gail's phones, but so far, he has not been arrested. Mr. Gail, this Whoa, what? What? This is Gina Silva with Fox 11 News. We'd like to give you a chance to respond to these serious allegations against you. We know that he is inside, but obviously they're not answering the door. Neighbors we spoke with say they're not surprised. I've heard people coming from his apartment, sitting in the backyard, talking about, um, yeah, Ed, the guy who played Chucky, he likes young boys. I can get young boys here for him, like soliciting people for Ed. So that's kind of when my ears perked up. How old were these 10? Wow, there's people actually... <sighs> LA is pretty much a hellhole. You know, they like I said, I'll say it again, they got that kidnapping bill. Courtesy of Gavin Newsom. Kids. Oh, that I couldn't tell you. That I could not tell you. Were they, how old was the youngest? That I could not tell you. But I will say all under 18. The CC unit says Gail had been communicating with that decoy since February, and the very first time they were supposed to meet was last Friday. Reporting from Hollywood. It's freaking disgusting, man. Absolutely freaking disgusting. All right. Now we're going to go into another sad case, another sad story. And... Um, You'll you'll get to see about it. Let's let's check it out. All right. One moment. Hold on. Trying to stop it real quick. All right, let's go. He bought a 1.4. All right, folks, we have found the face of pure evil. It is this woman, Jordan Harding. We're going to get to her in a second. The young man in this video, Derek Williamson, had a dream of opening up a therapeutic animal retreat. He bought a $1.4 million property for himself and his animals through his business. This woman and her family were volunteers at this retreat, and so he allowed them to stay and live on the complex. Now, this woman and the man who I assume is her father have plotted to steal this man's land. They've damaged property. They've plotted and painted themselves the victim in order to get him kicked out of his own house. And if that sounds like a stretch to you, here's the proof. Keep in mind that they are in his bedroom at this moment. Chris, can you put a one of it? What happened to you? <clears throat> you're, you're, you're pushing me. Why are you talking about my dead brother? Stupid. I'm just, just stupid. Chris, he would not like this of you. He was saying, I, I, man, I'm telling you. Keep my brother's name out your mouth! Tell me to one more time. Keep your name out your mouth! Stop! Well, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> He's dead anyways. <gasps> You're not, you're not going to disrespect my dead brother. You're not going to disrespect my dead brother. This is sad, man. This is sad. Chris Key is dead. And there's, there's nothing you can do about it. He's dead. He's gone. He's probably in hell. Let me, let me walk away before I really, you really, I mean. Stay away from me. I'm warning you. Stay away from me. Stay away from me. Stay away from me. I'm not going to tell you again. Stay away from me. Chris, he would have hated you. Stay away from me. Chris, he hates you. He's dead. He's wow. This is, this is crazy, bro. Wow. This is crazy. She really trying to get you to, to really hold off and... This is how... This is how... Wow, bro. Wow. This is how it is. That's his house. This is, this is why you cannot. Whoa. 
this is why you cannot under any circumstances let people in your home you know especially if you're black and they're white you cannot do that you cannot do that at all okay um this stuff right here is uh one of the reasons why you can't because this is how some of these white people will act towards you i ain't racist you got to know there are racist white people and some of these women right here and yes you have them with black women too but some of these white women they will pull this nonsense okay and it really irks me that you have <clears throat> black men you know that will say oh white women are heaven like chaotic truth when when you date a woman outside of your ethnic group right and they are white you better hope white chinese whatever you better hope they actually love you you really do because if they don't they can easily pull some crap on you like this woman is doing and try to bait you to hit them and they will use the fact that they are white to get away with it or they will hit you and use the fact that they are white to get away with it this is not a game this is real and we are we do have a race war but a lot of black people you know the ones with low iqs can't understand that and you have to act accordingly and whatever if you want to play like oh i want to date white women they treat me better you better you better make sure they are an ally to what's going on against minorities in this country especially black minorities let's get to part two and uh after one of my world famous deep dives i have concluded that this entire family is mentally unstable not to mention scam artists. Jordan alone has a dozen or so Facebook profiles. I mean, that would have been my first red flag right there. And after tracking down Derek's attempt at evicting these horrible people, I learned that her parents' names are Janet and James Hardy. And after digging into them, well, now we know where Jordan gets it from. Just keep in mind in this video that Derek was recording, so James turned off the lights. And this is what happens when Derek tried to turn them back on. Get away from me, too! Get away from me! 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 Stop! Get your hands off me! Oh shit! Get your hands off me! Get your hands off me! Wow! What the fuck was this, James? What the fuck was this? Either commit to the bit or actually try to frame the guy. And what? James did get arrested for simple battery that night. Unfortunately, so did Derek, who's never been arrested before in his life. But let's talk about Janet for a minute. In 2018, Janet Hart 